So I think the most important thing is just we got to get our minds right. You know, we got to understand that nothing is going to come easy for us. You know, everything is going to be hard. You know, we got to play hard. We got to be smart. We got to be connected. We got to be together. It, it got to mean something to us as a, as a group. You know, it has to it has to mean something because we got a small margin of error where, you know, if we're not on point in, you know, small, little important things, you know, it can be a 20-point blowout. You know, teams are just that good now. So that's my main thing is we got to have our minds right. And, you know, we got to understand how precious, you know, each possession is and, you know, why you got to play hard and play smart. Greetings, Trailblazer fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode one of The Briefcase. I'm Casey Holdall, Trailblazers.com, and I'm your host for The Briefcase, which, if you weren't able to listen to the preview, it's going to be a new little podcast we're trying out here on Trailblazers.com, covering the day-to-day of the Portland Trailblazers, the minutia, the big things, the small things. We're going to be covering it all here on The Briefcase. A couple times a week, we'll bring you news, opinion, audio from practice and games, interviews, and anything else you might need to stay up to date on the latest goings-ons in Rip City. If you have any suggestions on things you would like to hear on future episodes of The Briefcase, Please send it to me at Seahold or on Instagram at Casey Holdall. And uh, yeah, let's get this thing going. That audio you just heard, that was Damian Lillard talking after the Blazers' last preseason game versus the Warriors, talking about just kind of what he feels like the team needs to do or where they're at at this point. And I thought it was a good introduction to the podcast as well, because I, I think Damian had a good point in saying that, you know, it's going to be hard this season and, and we're going to have to really be at our best in order to have success this season. And uh, I feel like that's a, that's a good way to start uh, this podcast and this regular season as well, which starts on Wednesday versus Saturday. Sacramento Kings because, you know, as the Blazers come out from last season, not the season they wanted, lots of injuries, lots of trades, really a, a pivot for the organization. Going into this season, I think you look around, you kind of see some of the the predictions and, and some of the previews that some people outside of Portland have put together and some even inside of Portland. And you get the sense that uh, a lot of people think the Blazers are going to be in for kind of a long one this year. And so I thought it was, it was apropos to start out by just kind of acknowledging that there might be hard times this season, but if the Blazers are able to do what they feel like they can do, the things that they've been working on throughout training came in preseason, that this team could end up being a lot better than people might think they are, but they obviously have to put in the work to get there first, and that's what Damien was talking about, which I feel like is a good uh, good reminder for all of us, is that uh, sometimes things are going to be hard, and uh, it doesn't hurt to, to acknowledge that from time to time, which will also kind of help you face those things I've found in my life. So go ahead and get to it on this first edition of The Briefcase. Well, after five and a half months of the offseason, the Trailblazers begin their 2022-23 regular season on Wednesday versus the Kings. And we're going to discuss that here in a minute, but Blazers had a little bit of business to finish up in the offseason before they could turn their attention to the regular season. And that last piece of business was extending Nasir Little rookie extension on October 17th, the absolute last day the team could give Nasir an extension. Ended up coming into an agreement on a four-year $28 million extension for Nasir, who the Trailblazers selected out of UNC with the 25th pick of the 2019 draft. By most accounts, getting Nasir Little at four years, $28 million, is a screaming hot deal for the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, Nasir has had some injury issues throughout his career through three seasons. He's never played more than 48 games. Coming off season-ending shoulder surgery and a core muscle injury surgery this offseason, Nas has been working his way back into the rotation, was expected by a lot of people to end up as the team's starting small forward this season, didn't get up getting cleared until right before training camp, so really wasn't able to, to kind of put his best foot forward and show the level of play that he showed right before he ended up going out with that shoulder injury back in January of 2022. So it's a deal that gives Nasir security and wealth, let's be honest, even though $28 million might not sound like a lot to NBA people, it is still quite a bit of money. And it also gives the Trailblazers an opportunity to get a player that they really like, who they view long-term with their team before he hits restricted free agency. So a, a really strong deal for both sides. 
Obviously, for the Trailblazers, Joe Cronin doing an excellent job negotiating that. You kind of assumed that at that point in the process, maybe they would just wait and see if he did go to restricted free agency. That was what they ended up doing with Anthony Simons, who they obviously did end up signing as a restricted free agent. But between Nasir and the team and Nasir's agent, they just came to the conclusion that the deal seemed fair for everyone, considering the situation that both the team and Nasir were in. And they went ahead and signed that deal, got him locked away for the next four seasons, which, you know, if you're a Blazer fan and, and you're kind of looking at the at the young core that this team has, I think a lot of people consider Nasir to be one of those members of that young core, as do I. And so getting him locked up for four seasons at a very team-friendly number, I think is great. Gives him the opportunity to put that contract behind him, not have to have that looming over his head all season long, and really be able to focus on the basketball, which is something Nasir has wanted to do for a while anyways. You know, with the injuries, it's been difficult for him to really make consistent progress that he knows and he feels like he can make in the NBA because he's kind of been fell with injuries here and there. And obviously a pandemic didn't help that either. So I think for Nas, it gives him peace of mind and and lets him know that he is here long-term. I think for the team, it obviously gives them a great sense of of where Nas's head is at and what is valuable to him. And that's not to say that guys who, who don't hold out for more money don't have good reasons to do that. They obviously do. And the way that each player approaches his own financial future is kind of their own to decide. And I don't think that and at least personally in this role that I've been in for some time now, I don't, one way or another, whatever a player decides to do, whatever he feels like he needs from a financial aspect, I think makes perfect sense. I don't judge those kind of things. But I am really happy for Nas to to get that security. And Nas is really happy about it as well. And again, you, you look at what some other players assigned and you see what, what Nas assigned. And I think there might be an inclination that he maybe didn't get what he wanted. But to hear Nas tell it, he is very satisfied with the contract and he's really looking forward to moving forward with this team. So let's go ahead and hear what Nasir Little had to say about signing that contract extension after practice on Monday. $28 million is the advantage. Uh, just some security, you know, I think peace of mind, just, you know, having that kind of locked in and having them showing, you know, their belief in me and stuff like that, you know, means the world. So looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it for sure. I mean, honestly, I think it's, you know, in regards to other players, I feel like it just depends on you, you know, as a person, what you think is important, what, what you value, what you want to get out of life. And, you know, for me, like, it's more money than I make now. It's more money than I've ever made in my life. And, yeah, I could bet on myself to make more money, but, you know, I don't really play this game, you know, just for money. You know what I'm saying? I had $28 million on the table, so I just took it. You know what I'm saying? So that's just kind of that was my approach on it. I mean, I think I came into the league um, pretty mature. Um, if you ask anybody in this organization, they'll tell you that I'm probably the most, one of the most responsible rookies ever. Um, just always been about my business, always been really professional on time, um, good work ethic. So, but I think, you know, as I've gotten older, just seeing how things work, I definitely think I've matured, you know, which I hope most people typically do with age. And I think it definitely shows a mutual desire, you know, for me to be here because obviously, like, not going to lie, I think my talent level is worth more than that. But, you know, with me having injury history and stuff like that, them still taking a chance on me, them wanting me here, I want to be here. You get what I'm saying? And I know that I'll probably perform at a level that's worth more than that. But at the end of the day, like being important is what I wanted to do. So now that I'm glad I got a chance to lock that in over the next four years. It just lets you relax, man, and just lets you play. You know what I'm saying? You'll have guys tell you contract years are stressful years, you know? And I think for me, it just takes... A lot of weight off my shoulders, um, just a lot of, you know, anticipation just goes away. So now I can really just focus in and secure stuff for myself and my family. Should be good for the rest of my life and continue to work and just play basketball. 
So there you go, Nasir Little talking about getting back to just playing basketball, which is what he will have an opportunity to do this week along with the rest of the NBA as it is opening week. Finally, after training camp, after preseason, the NBA, the games that count, the regular season is finally here. It starts on Tuesday with the Celtics hosting the 76ers and then here on the West Coast, the Warriors hosting the Lakers. And then on Wednesday, 24 teams begin their season, including your Portland Trailblazers, who will head to Sacramento to open the 2022-23 season. First of the Kings at Golden 1 Center, California's capital, that is in Sacramento, 7 p.m. tip-off on Root Sports Plus, 6.20 a.m., and on all the stations of the Trailblazers Radio Network. This being the season opener, I felt like it was important to talk about what the Blazers have done in the past in season openers. Blazers have a 31-21 and record all-time in season openers. They are 8-11 and in road season openers. The last time the Blazers started their season on the road, they defeated the Suns 124-76 back in 2017. Coincidentally enough, the last time they lost their season opener on the road was also versus the Suns. That was back in October of 2013. So it's been almost a decade since the Trailblazers have lost their season opener on the road. They also had a winning streak about season openers broken last season by the Kings at Moda Center. So now looking to start a new streak on the road in season openers. And also, they play the Suns in their home opener on Friday. A lot of Suns early season games, both historically and this season, where the Blazers will play the Suns three times over the course of, I think, the first three weeks of the season. And if you watch the game versus the Kings in the preseason, also at Golden 1 Center, you're probably not surprised by this. The Blazers are underdogs going into their first game of the season versus the Kings. They're 1.5 point underdogs, according to our friends at the Oregon Lottery, at minus 1.5. If you go on the money line, they're 105 on the money line, which is basically even money, meaning that the Blazers are underdogs, but they're not huge underdogs. Usually you assume you get three points for being the home team. So if the game was in Portland, one might argue the Blazers would be the favored team and the Kings would be the underdog, but that's not the situation they're in. And so the Blazers go down to Sacramento playing on Wednesday in their season opener as small underdogs. The over-under is 225, by the way. The Blazers will have most of their players available for that one, though. At least one key absentee, Gary Payton too, who we had hoped would be ready for the start of the regular season. Team announced last week he is going to be out for at least another two weeks as he recovers from that core muscle surgery. Team is saying that the rehabilitation is going well. They just want to make sure that everything's completely squared away before they cut Gary loose. Uh, I know that he is incredibly excited to get out there and play again but everyone's got to take their time on that one. Also, Olivier Saar, who was awarded the two-way contract last week, congratulations to Olivier for that, has a a sprained right wrist. It looked like he was in some kind of cast at practice on Monday, also at FanFest. So he's going to be reevaluated in a couple days, so he will also not be available for the game versus the Kings either. I'm also not entirely sure what the status of Trenton Watford is going to be for the Kings game. Trenton's been dealing with a little hip issue basically all throughout training camp and preseason. I know he's getting close. I know he's hopefully he's going to be able to play in the opener, but not entirely sure what his status is going to be going forward. Same with quite a few people for the Kings as well, up to and including Ricky Keegan-Murray, who had a great game versus the Trailblazers in that preseason game. He is in the health and safety protocols, which typically means that he has COVID. COVID still out and about there, as I'm sure all the folks know. The protocols for when a player can return now have gotten a little bit squishy. Uh, I'm not saying they don't have protocols. I just don't know exactly what those protocols are at this point. So Keegan Murray's availability for the season opener on Wednesday, I think is still very much up in the air. He is listed as day to day. Not entirely sure how that's going to play out, but we will keep you updated on that as best we can. But I would say that he is definitely in danger of missing the opener. It just depends on what those levels are. 
One of the things we're also going to be doing on the briefcase is kind of paying a little bit of attention to some of the betting odds that are out there. I know that betting isn't for everybody, and obviously it's not for me. I'm going to give you no advice. Let me state that again. Casey Holdall is giving you no advice whatsoever when it comes to wagering on the NBA. We're not allowed to do those things. Obviously, we have legalized sports betting now. But as a team employee, we're not allowed to give any kind of advice or anything that might be construed as advice. I've taken the NBA anti-gambling training. I don't know how many times I've had that drilled into my head, and you're not going to catch me slipping here on this podcast. But now that you can do it, I think it's worth mentioning some of these things or at least paying attention to them for two reasons. One, if this kind of thing is your cup of tea, then, you know, keeps you a little up to date on what is going on in terms of some of the betting lines in regards to the trailblazers, but also the folks in Vegas are pretty smart. They have their data down cold. They tend to know things before everyone else does. I think if you paid any attention to the run-up to the NBA draft this season, Vegas knew who was going to be the number one pick well before anybody else did, despite the fact that all the reporting was going in the other direction. So my point in this is that sometimes those folks uh, in Vegas tend to know things pretty well, and uh, the numbers that they put out a lot of times are based off that information that they have. And even if you're not someone who's really interested in laying wagers, Knowing kind of what some of the smarter people, some of the more analytical people who cover sports are paying attention to and the conclusions they're coming to, I think will help inform your fandom as well. So let's get to some of the season-long betting lines for your Portland Trailblazers. Once again, these are all taken from the Oregon Lotteries app, seeing as how that's where if you are doing these things, you're most likely to be delaying your bets. Uh, Once again, I will not be doing those things, but you have the opportunity to as well. And uh, if that's something you're into and you're of age and are doing it responsibly... I say have at it. So let's go ahead and get some of these things here. The over-under for wins for your Portland Trailblazers this season set at 39.5, which is a minus 120. You could also take the under at 39.5, which is plus 100, which is even money. So odds on the over are a little bit worse than the odds on the under, which also, which makes sense for a couple of reasons. One, the Blazers have generally been a team that has overperformed their over-under, and I think people will probably recognize that. And two, since we are looking at the sports betting app for the Oregon Lottery, obviously they're taking quite a bit of action from fans in Oregon, and you would assume that if you're in Oregon and you're interested in sports, you're probably a Trailblazer fan, which might mean that maybe sometimes you're not looking as objectively as maybe you could. Let's get some of the other lines here. MVP, Damian Lillard is listed as a plus 4,500, which is the 14th best odds to win MVP this season. Mavs' Luka Doncic has the best odds at plus 425, followed by Giannis at plus 600, Joel Embiid at 650, and Kevin Durant at plus 800. Get to Rookie of the Year, Shaden Sharp actually has some of the better odds for anyone on the Trailblazers for some of these season-long wagers. Shaden is listed as a plus 2,500, which is the 8th best odds for Rookie of the Year this season. Pablo Banchero, who we just mentioned a few moments ago, has the best odds at plus 180. Coach of the year, Chauncey Billups is at plus 4,500. Taylor Jenkins and Chris Finch, both with the best odds at plus 1,000. Sixth man of the year, Anthony Simons, who is going to start this season, but I suppose the folks in Vegas figure that maybe at some point in time, he maybe won't be starting this season. Anthony Simons listed as a plus 2,500, which is the eighth best odds for winning sixth man of the year this year. Jordan Poole has the best odds at plus 400. Another few small things here. You can get Damian Lillard at plus 600 if he averages 28 points per game this season. Dame has 
average over 28 points per game in a season, and he's also not average over 28 points per game for a season, and you get that at plus 600. So there you go. There are your Trailblazers betting odds going into the regular season. Obviously, those are the kind of wagers that you can only place before the season starts. Once the season does get going, usually those shift around, and sometimes they go away completely. So if you want to get your action in, you better do it quickly. And if you are going to wager, please do so responsibly. Do not put out money that you cannot lose. It's a bad idea. But hopefully you don't regret your decision to listen to this, the first edition of The Briefcase. We'll be coming back with another episode later on this week talking about the season opener, looking forward to the home opener versus the Suns, and also the first week, week and a half of the season as Trailblazers get this thing going. So thank you so much. I'm Casey Holdall. You've been listening to The Briefcase. Talk to you later this week. Take care.